If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And happy Earth Day, everyone. Today is Tuesday, April the 22nd. It is Earth Day, and I hope that each and every one of you celebrated Earth Day in one way or another, trying your very best to to make a resolution, an Earth Day resolution, on how you're going to do one thing, and I mean each member of your family do one thing to help planet Earth recover from the peril that we've put the fine lady in. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to give us a call tonight, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address, exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.exzoneradio.com. That's our main website. And if you'd like to watch and uh, listen and chat with the coolest radio audience anywhere, www.exontv.com. My producer tonight at Master Control at the home of the Talkstar Radio Network in Titusville, Florida, is the one and only Miss Melanie. And our chat room moderator in Scarborough, Ontario, is Rob. To both of you, nice working with you again. And as I said, today is Earth Day. It is Wednesday, April the 22nd. And on tonight's show, Eric Haas is going to be joining me after the first break. We're going to be talking about his book, Apocalypse Near. Hour number two, X minus one. I'm sorry about that, guys, last night. Uh, I know a number of you sent me email saying, hey, Rob, you promised us X minus one. But it's okay. We heard Doctor. We heard Jason Lee. So please have X minus one tonight. So here for our listeners, we're going to... Play that uh, 1955 vintage old-time radio classic, X-1. In hour number three, Brian Knippi is going to be our special guest. He is the executive secretary of the U.S. Atherius Society. And in hour number four, Dr. Don Pett. We're going to be talking about the doomsday clock that moved closer to midnight and how helping President Obama 
Reverse the hands of time is very important to one and all. That's tonight, live and around the world, right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. As I said, today is a Tuesday, April the twenty, uh, Wednesday, April the twenty-second. It is Earth Day, and on this date in 1864, the U.S. Congress approved putting "In God We Trust" on all American currency. It replaced the old slogan, so who do we trust now? In 1970, Americans celebrated the Earth Day for the very first time. It was a surprise party, Mother Earth said later. She didn't ever suspect it a thing. And on this date in 1889, the famous Oklahoma land rush took place as thousands of settlers hurried across the plains to stake their claim and hopefully land an NBA franchise. Today's birthdays include Cheryl Lee, who played Laura Palmer on the old Twin Peaks series. She turns 42. Ryan Stiles is celebrating a birthday. And happy birthday day to you, Mother Earth. Happy birthday, Earth Day to you. Um, let me see. Here's a few simple changes you can make over the year to make every day Earth Day. If you recycle your Sunday newspapers every week, you'll keep four trees alive per year and increase the Earth's oxygen. If you cut one 20-mile car trip each week by completing errands at once rather than making separate trips, you'll prevent more you'll prevent more than 1,200 pounds of greenhouse gas from being emitted and adding to global warming. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, I will be joined by Eric Haas. We're going to be talking about Apocalypse Near. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, as we commence tonight's show for April twenty-second, two 2009. Happy Earth Day, everyone. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? 
Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is Eric Haas, and uh, after surviving emergency brain surgery in 2004, Eric created several multimedia works for one purpose, to communicate his vision concerning humanity's role in the Earth's environmental future. He received this information in a near-death experience which occurred during a six-hour craniotomy to suture a burst aneurysm. His latest work stemming from this experience is the interactive book, Apocalypse Near, the book is being released in several editions, including ebooks, audiobooks, and traditional bound books containing links to supplementary media on the author's websites. The book is a novelization of his screenplay of the same title. Eric's uh, first effort to communicate how humankind may achieve a symbiotic relationship with the environment was www.consciousconsumers.net. Eric feels much of this site was uploaded to his consciousness during an out-of-body experience while in surgery. Following a year of constant work on consciousness, ConsciousConsumer.net, Eric became despondent because he felt he wouldn't reach enough people in time to avoid the horrible part of his vision of Earth's future. Eric asserts that during his near-death experience, he saw Earth as if he was looking at it from space and watched it changed into a dead moon-like apparition. Eric said, It happened in an instant. I saw the planet die of consumption. Then it was like I was turned around to see a biologically healthy Earth. The message I felt being communicated was that one of these circumstances would soon occur, and which would happen was a choice being made by humankind. Joining me now is Eric Haas. And Eric, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi, Rob. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing uh, super. Thanks very much for joining us. And um, how long was your out-of-body experience? And, um, you know, when you came back, how had it changed your life? Well, it's hard to say. Well, I could say exactly how long it was in Earth times because the operation was about six and a half hours. But Mm -hmm. it felt like... Time and space wasn't operating like where I was. Like I was still conscious, and I was still knew I was me. Mm-hmm. I was outside my body, and as time went on, I was getting further and further outside of it. And I was all right with that because my body was a mangled mess on an operating table. Well, not mangled. I mean, they they very carefully took my skull apart to work on my brain, but still, I didn't want to get back in there. <laughs> my goodness, a um, um, an aneurysm. Thank yeah, God. burst aneurysm, so I bled out for a while um, before I got into the hospital. My girlfriend actually drove me there against my wishes because my undergraduate training is in psychiatry. So as this was happening to me, I, I had this ice cream headache just kind of overtake me, mm-hmm. and I was kind of witnessing my brain shut down as, as I bled. And I told 
I, I told her, don't take me to the hospital, because I knew if I got to a hospital what they were going to do. <laughs> and I knew what my chances were. So I was quite happy to, to go at that point. And I, most of the experience was quite wonderful. I was at peace. The only panic was in, you know, being in my body in the, in the pain. When you were having your out-of-body, uh, your near-death experience, your out-of-body experience at the same time, did you go through the tunnel of light? Did you see the the deity at the end of the tunnel? I felt like, yeah, I was laying in her front lawn. She wanted me to get in her bed. I started telling her when I, what was going on when I got to her house. I was mm-hmm. picking her up for a date, and I just wanted to go outside. So I was laying under the stars, and that's what I felt. I was going up like into the star that I was looking at, and that just became, yeah, the source of light, and I was getting absorbed into it. And that's where I wanted to keep going. But uh, she didn't listen to me. She was, she dragged me in her car and drove me to the hospital, and here I am. <laughs> well, I, that's a good thing, because we're glad you're with us, uh, because you've got a very important message to tell people. And today is Earth Day, and tell me about the vision that you saw of Earth being totally desolate, and then the other Earth that you saw fully bloomed. Yeah, as I was, like like I said, going up into that, what I thought was looked like a star, and mm-hmm. then it just opened up, and I was just getting absorbed in that light. And I got turned around, like, back towards Earth as they were working on my body and fixing me up. And I was looking at the planet I was going back towards, and in an instant it just changed from that, you know, blue marble we see, you know, in those famous outer space photographs back at the Earth. Right. And it all of a sudden became, like, it looked deader than the moon, just black and white, just devoid of life. And I was like, okay, is this a bad dream? <laughs> and then I got, like, turned around in the opposite direction in a way, and I saw, like, a more biologically healthy planet. And the message I felt being communicated to me, like, wasn't in words, it was, like, in feeling. Like, that's why I say I feel like I got uploaded with this. Mm-hmm was like, you are going to see one of these two things happen. You're going back to that planet, and you're going to see one of these two things happen. And it's a, it's a human choice. This is not God's doing. This is what the humans are going to do. One of these two things. They're either going to get it, or they're going to kill it. <laughs> they're going to get the message and operate in a symbiotic relationship with the life forces that sustain them, or they're going to keep doing what they're doing, and they're going to wake up, and they're going to have a very rude awakening. And then I had the rude awakening of waking up in my, in my body on the, in the ICU and being buried in it. Like I was completely paralyzed, deaf, down, blind, on life support. Oh, Lord. How long were and you in the hospital? the horror of that vision of the mm-hmm. dead earth was, and then also the horror of realizing my situation is what I'm convinced woke me up the morning after my surgery when I was never supposed to wake up again. They were surprised I survived the surgery. They told my dad, he'll be a vegetable. He lived, but, you know, there's so much of his brain that was destroyed that he'll never wake up. I and understand. I woke up that morning and the horror of that vision and my situation. I opened up in my bed, pulled out my breathing tool, pulled everything out of me, and asked for my laptop, and that's where all this work came from. I immediately started writing about what I experienced, and that's what made my website, ConsciousConsumers.net. And then I worked on that for a year, and this felt like I'm not getting anywhere fast enough. Because at first I thought, I'm nuts, you know, I didn't really see that. But, you know, we all know the news that's been going on in the last, it's been five years since this happened to me. Right. And every time I watch the news, I'm like, no, you really saw that. Look what all these scientists are saying. It is dying around us. So the urgency of what's been going on, I next created um, 
Apocalypse Neo, which was, I'm a filmmaker, I went to film school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me write a screenplay about this and get the story out there that way, and use like drama the way the Romans and the Greeks did, which was often used to scare the populations into behaving, you know, correctly. They used a lot of fear in those early plays, like, you know, do this or the gods are going to kick your ass. <laughs> so I wrote kind of this epic uh, drama. That's what the book is. It had to, like, you know, scare humanity into, um, into doing in concert with the ecosystem or, you know, you're going to, this tragedy is going to befall you. So I wrote a pretty psychologically terrifying book. In the five years that you've been uh, working on this, have you seen changes towards the the planet of survival or the planet of doom? That's what's so interesting is it, it seems like every step we take mm-hmm. forward, we'll take another step back. There's still a lot of this fear-based, um, like, grasping for money at all costs on the planet. Like, you know, every time you hear about a wind farm being built, you'll also hear about somebody who wants to you know, build a nuclear power plant or, you know, fire up a new coal plant, you know, or drill. I can fly it in Florida, so not right now. There's a huge debate about drilling off the eastern seaboard, off the eastern shore of Florida. And, of course, we've got all the ecosystems that are dying. We've got the polar ice caps that are melting, and we still have uh, the auto manufacturers uh, who are just pouring out these fossil fuel guzzling monstrosities. And these people that are demanding that we drill into the planet more to feed them, and the output of that is what's you know melting those ice caps, and sure. at a rate that's beyond what scientists thought. You know when the you know when this first became a movement. You know back in the first Earth Day, you know was a result of you know this massive water pollution that was going on, and these scientists coming forward and saying, you don't understand if we don't change this. Some catastrophic things are going to happen, and now not only are they happening, they're happening far worse than they even predicted back then. They were called crazy for saying, oh, the polar ice caps can't melt, and now they're melting much faster than anybody thought. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's what I saw. I saw it all just boom, all at once, go. And, of course, you know, people don't realize that there's a very simple rule of hydraulics that is in play when you come to Mother Earth. If you take the fluid out and you do not replace it, and I'm talking about if you take oil out and you don't replace that oil, you've got pockets that are forming, empty pockets, and it all affects the tectonic plates. And people just don't understand this. Yeah, like all these earthquakes going on now. And more earthquakes mm-hmm. in, in more diverse places all at once. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you keep, like, making these giant holes in the planet and sucking it dry. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm telling you, people have a lot to learn. Do you think it's too late, Eric? That's what's the thought that goes through my head every day. Is it too late? Am I personally doing enough to get my vision out there? You know, are we going to get it in time? Because, you know, these scientists are telling, these environmental scientists are saying, look, we're, we're reaching this tipping point mm-hmm. where if there's enough carbon in the air and, the, and you know, the sun's ultraviolet can't get out, we are going to reach this tipping point where we're going to irradiate the planet, where all the plankton's going to die off, we're going to be without food, the ice caps are going to break down, and it's going to be where we cannot repair it. Eric, how do you deal with people who are skeptical about the re, about the condition of the environment and the greenhouse effect, as well as the depletion of 
many of the natural resources due to the due to the uh, way that we've devastated this this beautiful planet. How do you deal with people who say, ah, come on, it, it's a bunch of bunk? I say look at the math. You know, math doesn't lie. Pe- humans lie, and they lie usually about two things, money and sex. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? right. And, you know, they, they lie over, the, and that's a fear-based mentality, you know, mm-hmm. and all our wealth, all this currency comes from the conversion of natural resources in the first place. Without a healthy resource base, there is none of that money. And that's what people got to wake up to. We can get wealthy. We can recapitalize, you know, mm-hmm. North America by working in, in a symbiotic relationship with our natural resource base. And we'll rule the planet again economically if we do that. If we don't, there's going to be no planet left to rule. Eric, stand by. We've got to take a commercial break with the news. Eric Haas is our special guest. www.consciousconsumers.net. That's www.consciousconsumers.net. We'll be back after the news as we continue live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one 877 My email address, exxon at talkstarradio.com. And on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. Our guest this hour is Brian Haas, and we're talking about Apocalypse Near, an interactive book and film, a feature film project of that that came to Eric during a near-death experience that he had five years ago. Eric, thanks very much for joining us. It's nice talking to you again. And... Um, you you said that uh, your website www.consciousconsumers.net and your book Apocalypse Near were mostly cases of automatic uh, automatic writing. Now, can you explain to us how this happened? Yeah, I'd like to explain to you how that happened. But um, yeah, as I was like, as I mentioned, you know, as soon as I woke up in the hospital, mm-hmm. I first thing I asked for was bring me my laptop, 
And I would, and I started writing, like, most of the stuff you find on ConsciousConsumers.net just kind of came out of me. Like, wow. I, I would wake up some days and and just start reading and, like, uh, be like, I know I wrote that, but in a way I didn't write it. It just kind of came out of me where my fingers would just start going. And um, one of the ways I joke about it is, no, really, I'm not that smart. I didn't write it. <laughs> Yeah, and the book kind of came out that way, too, because I wrote the book in, uh, well, it's from a screenplay, but I wrote that in, in about two and a half weeks, feature-length wow. screenplay. And the book came out, you know, mm-hmm. I had to find a new voice to write the book, the book, and the book is actually written as an experimental autobiography. It's in first person. And it, it came out the same way, where, like, this kind of, this something took over and just kind of typed my fingers now, I, ha- I have to ask you that uh, question here. Uh, if these were cases of automatic writing, do you feel that you were under or some sort of spirit possessed you, or maybe you were developing and have developed uh, the channeling or medium abilities? See, How those, do you explain it? Those terms kind of frighten me a little bit because I don't want to be like characterized as kind of this out there kind of new agey kind of person like a channeler that you know because i want people to focus on the logic of what i wrote particularly on the website it all it's all just very logical it's not very exciting in some respects it's just all very straight up and but at the same time yeah how did that happen you know how did all this information come out of you mind you while like half of my body is under a, a slight paralysis from the stroke from all the brain damage so I really, under normal circumstances, cannot type very quickly. Right. I don't have fine motor control on the left half of my body. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit spooky. I can't explain it in a way. And then, as the book wrote itself, um, it's a mixture of fact and fiction. Like, uh, like on your sign-in, uh, like one of the things I like about your show is, you know, where fact is fiction and fiction mm-hmm. reality. I wrote this fiction on top of the, the truth of my near-death experience to try to, like I said, scare people into this environmentalism where I stress the mental part of that um, because it's a change in consciousness that we need to, to carry this out because it's up to everyone to become responsible for their environmental output. But as I was writing the book, that villain that, I, that was a fiction that I wrote to scare people to create this epic conflict in the book took over my real life where I was scaring my friends you know, when I was starting to describe this villain and actually play the part. Because the main character in the story is, you know, it's first person, so it's it's me as the yeah. hero and the villain. But the villain took over, and the villain is a very frightening character. I mean, his goal is to save the Earth by deleting all the humans. Nice guy. And he's got a very... He makes a case, he builds a case against humanity, he lays it out like an indictment. And he makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and he also lays out the, the exact way he's going to do away with humanity. And it's as I wrote it, I was extremely frightened to read it back to myself. I almost didn't want to put it in the book. It's like, that's too scary. I scared myself. <laughs> now, is it possible that what you've written and is actually taken on the the what I call the binary lifestyle of the universe where there is uh, you know the binary system zeros and ones and you what you've basically done is written a screenplay that features a binary um, 
binary uh, motif, so to speak. Absolutely. It's spooky that you should say that because uh, the villain in the book is made out of dark matter and dark energy, and he's, you know, he he is made out of all the zeros of the binary code. He is complete darkness. He is all the off bits. Holy cow. And that's the way he's going to, uh, part of the way he's able to delete humanity so efficiently is that you, Mm -hmm. you never see these guys coming, you never know they're amongst you. They're, they're made out of dark matter, which the scientists have recently told us makes up over 90% of the universe, the, the combination of dark matter and dark energy, right. which they mathematically know has to be there, but we can't see it, we can't detect it. So that's what these guys are made out of. And like I said, this as it wrote itself, and then I started to find out the truth of this stuff that came out of me that I didn't know about consciously. I'm like, you mean these, this thing that I made, you know, these guys were created in the in the core of a black hole. You know, they're emitted, they're made out of dead stardust, basically, dark matter, antimatter. And then I start to find out, no, that's what most of the universe is made out of, and you can't see it. How has the, how, how has the near-death experience, and I, and, and I hope you don't uh, misunderstand what I'm going to ask you here. I'm, I'm not asking how your, the, um, how you physically have changed, but how has the experience changed your way that you perceive life uh, and uh, the world around you in other in other matters, but your physical? Because you know, my 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 heart goes out to you uh, because I know exactly how much uh, you know how much you've gone through in the past, and and uh, how how do you feel knowing what you know now and the way that you look at the earth and how you see people really not giving a darn. Yeah, the the objectivism that I feel like I gained from the experience, like almost like I used to joke around in the hospital that, you know, maybe because it was this, you know, considered miraculous that I survived at all. And I started to joke around saying, well, maybe I'm not human. (laughs) And it was a bit of a joke. But then as time went on, I started to realize my consciousness was so different from most humans that I interacted with. That it became part of uh, the young in the in the book. It, it wrote itself into the, how I portray myself in the book, but it's really how I am in reality as well. I have this kind of detached feeling that maybe it's possible I'm not human. I mean, if I can make all the sense out of things and they don't seem to be getting it, maybe I am this upgrade to the human operating system. And that sounds more than a little uh, condescending. <laughs> And conceded, perhaps, but that's one of the things that was going through my head as I recovered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think what happened was you you were gifted where you saw something and you were given an insight that not very many people get. And the only reason you were given this insight, and this is strictly my opinion, was because you had the ability as an artist, and that's what a writer is, is an artist, to take the experience that you had to write it and to get it out to the masses. Yeah, it's the getting it out to the masses part that's been extremely difficult because, I mean, let's face it, there's so much competition for people's attention with the advent of, you know, broadband internet Mm -hmm. and, you know, a million channels through satellite cable and whatnot (laughs) that, you know, I thought this was going to be, you know, you know, I'm doing this project to try to, you know, tell people how they can, you know, upgrade their lives and save the planet at the same time, and I'm not able to get my message out there. I felt like I was failing. And I even got suicidal at one point. What do you think the problem is? Why why do you think people are having a problem understanding your very simple, basic message? 
it's just a matter of really the amount you know there's only so much attention people can give to things you know other than you know you know people are are busier than ever in the 21st century technology has made our lives more yeah. busy you know it's taken our attention away from each other and fixated it on machines even more and i think that's part i go into that in my book and this being part one of a trilogy where all this ends up is this takeover of the of the zeros in the binary code is to turn our attention away from each other and onto them, onto the machine consciousness. And that's how they're invading, and that's how they're invading our minds and killing us off the planet. That's, now, that's part of the fiction in my story, but you could take that into, a, into reality because you look at kids today, they're fixated on their iPods, on their video games, on, they're not connecting with each other. So the machines took over not in a very obvious way. It would be stupid to take over like in Terminator. Mm-hmm. Why would they do all that battling when they could quietly take our brains over? You see, and the funny part about the the uh, the uh, technology of today is that it could actually be centralized by one, uh, let me see, by one power, so to speak. Yes, exactly. It's not that hard to do. It's not, and that's, that's another thing that I get into in, in the uh, conspiracy of all conspiracy theories in my book about how these villains take over and how they actually centralize that power and the method that they waited, that they used to get there is by operating on, you know, in, inside the human biocomputer and using it against itself to take over. What do your friends say about the book? Um... They, I've gotten reviews of, uh, wow, you might have really hit on some truths in here by accident. You know, I get people that are fascinated, blown away by it. Go, oh, you got to make the movie. This would be fantastic as a movie. To people that I really f- have frightened so much that I think they're a little scared to be my friends anymore. Well, yeah, the, you know, the truth scares a lot of people off. Yeah, but then I also, I wrote, like I said, a very psychologically terrifying story that I don't think people like to think about. I, like I said, I scared myself. But people love horror movies. People See, but I'm love not writing horror. People like that, you know, that you know, Friday that gore porn kind of horror. That's like it's scary for a minute, and then as soon as the blood's off the screen, you can kind of return to your more normal life because that's the shock. You see, but that people. Moment, whereas my story, I get inside your head, and and that it's the kind of fear that sticks with you, like kind of like um, The Exorcist was scary because it it hit on a level of fear. Mm. That people still, you know, they comment on that film, you know, what, it was made 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah, at least. Because it, it hit a level of fear where it, even when the film was over, it stuck with you. Did it hit fear or did it hit honesty? That's a very good question. I think it hit a level of honesty because, right. you know, the demon, you know, the angel versus demon culture is embedded in our... That's in the Judeo-Christian cultural history of North America, the entire Western just, world. So, yeah, that stuff scares people. You see, and that's just another example of the binary universe that we live in, good versus evil. Exactly. You know, so I think when people read your book and understand your concept, they're, they're saying, my God, this is real. I, that's some of the reactions I've gotten where, like, you might have really hit on something. And my response to that has been, uh, I hope not. <laughs> Why? Because, well, in a way, I wrote it 
as this fiction, and like I said, so much of it came out of me like what felt like automatically where uh-huh. I was I would wake up with a chapter written and read it back to myself. And so, yeah, in a way, it's like, did I hit on something accidentally? It was, my intent was to write a fiction to scare people into environmentalism. Or were you the conduit for a consciousness that required somebody with your skills and your talent to get the story out there to make a difference? Yeah, and that's the part that at times comforts me and makes me feel wonderful and at other times frightens me. My friend, I think that, in my opinion... I believe that this is what happened. You are being used as a conduit to write the story because you can relate it to humans being a writer and a filmmaker. Yeah, and the next step is like the the book came out because I still want to make the film because I feel mm-hmm. that's the way to really f- affect the news fear, which is you know another word for the collective unconscious or yeah. And to really get it into people's heads and have a shot of you know saving this planet before we reach that tipping point. I think you're on to something, and I and I just hope and pray that you pursue it. I It's almost like I've been handed my hat. I don't have a choice about pursuing it. It pursues me and my dreams. <laughs> well, that's I've tried to give up. I can't. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Listen, you and I have to take our final break, Eric. Please stand by. Always good talking to you. Good to talk to you, too, Rob. Eric Haas is our special guest, www.consciousconsumers.net, www.consciousconsumers.net. They say God works in mysterious ways. I believe that what our young friend here has is the ability to be a conduit, to bring to those who read and soon will watch his message the dire need that we must all take to save this planet. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. I'm right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, 
mental and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. Eric Haas is our special guest. His website is www.consciousconsumers.net. Uh, today was Earth Day, Eric. Your your work is what you call environmentalism. You capitalize and stress the mental part of the term. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Yeah, because that's what needs to get that tweak up is aggregate human consciousness. So we have to affect the consciousness of the individual to realize that, you know, one of the equations that I got in mm-hmm. my death experience was E equals C squared. You know, the obvious comparison is to E equals MC squared. I'd remove the M because environmentalism, I'm saying, equals conscious consumption. And if we each got that, we are each responsible for our bio output and the affect we have on the planet through our con- conscious consumption behavior, our consumer behaviors. If everybody was to get that, it would have an exponential effect because consuming is a constant process for every human being. So even small changes is going to have exponential affects because it's it's constant. It's going on amongst everyone, and over the course of time, we that's the shift that that's what would give us a chance. You know, if each one of us took the responsibility and just put that equation in our heads, and with each purchase said, "Okay, we know E equals C squared. So, do I need this? What's its affect on the planet?" And is there a better choice that I can make? I think humans are the the pinnacle of the of the expression cause and effect. Yes. And that, look what we've done to this planet based on our cause and effect. Yeah, it's it's not. This is not like any other anybody else is doing. Cows didn't do it. No other species on this planet has put us in this fix. It's exactly. our doing. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you 100 percent. And it's about time we took responsibility for our actions. Yeah, our, our actions are going to kick us right off this planet. Well, it's not going to kick us off. They're just literally going to kill it. I look at humanity as a disease on the skin of Mother Earth, and she's getting ready to let the white blood cells take care of us. <laughs> that sounds like a little bit like my villain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric, it's great talking to you. Uh, Keep in touch. Let us know what's happening, and if there's any way yeah. we can help get the message out there, let us yeah, know. Yeah, can I give away some books to your listeners? You sure can. Yeah, if they just go to my website and like comment on one of the articles in the blog section, I'll send them a, a free download of the book. Super. We'll uh, pronounce it. We'll uh, we'll promote it all night tonight. Great. Hey, listen. Take care of yourself, all right. And I think that you've done something wonderful. And whatever you do, don't let the dream go. I shall not, sir. Thank you for the inspiration and encouragement. You take care, buddy. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye, Eric. Bye-bye. Eric Haas, www.consciousconsumers.net. www.consciousconsumers.net. 
When I come back from the news at the top of the hour, in the first uh, segment, I'm going to be doing an update on little Victoria Tory Stafford, who is still missing in uh, Woodstock. However, there has been a little bit of an upswing in the case. There is an artist composite drawing of the lady who she was last seen with. And according to some sources, there might be a chance of someone identifying her. And that will be the first major break in the case since little Victoria went missing. More on this when we come back from the news at the top of the hour. And then X-1 here on the X-Zone, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. We'll be back right Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 